Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. Man, I love being back. First of all, I've got to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your kind words about Chase the Fun. It has been a crazy fun release week, and it's the actual best to see those making their way into your hands. If you haven't gotten your copy of Chase the Fun, you can do that everywhere you love buying books, including Walmart and Target and my favorite, your local independent bookstores. Before we dive into today's conversation, a quick word from one of our amazing partners, Crew. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Bible has changed my life. Imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible, that you couldn't hop on Amazon and get one delivered to your house tomorrow. Seriously, what is this day and age we live in? Or what if you couldn't afford a Bible or take it one step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one? Honestly, sometimes we forget that there are people, lots of people around the world who simply can't get a Bible. That's why we are thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations in the world with over 25,000 missionaries and in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles to people around the globe in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. But here is where they need our help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, Crew is also going to multiply that donation by providing meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry, and you get a free copy of my new book, Taste the Fun. Simply text FUN, F-U-N, to 71326 to help today. Think about how the Bible has changed your life, and imagine just how much this gift could change someone else's life. So again, you text FUN to 71326. That's F-U-N to 71326 to help now. Or you can visit give.crew.org slash that sounds fun. Message and data rates may apply. 
today on the show. You're going to get to hear from my friend Ainsley Britton. Ainsley is wise and kind and fun and funny. She has literally helped thousands of young adults embrace their confidence, date healthier, and discover their identity in Christ through her written words, her speaking engagements, and her Wild Confidence podcast. Her new book, Don't Date a Boo-Boo Dude, I know, we're going to talk about it, Don't Date a Boo-Boo Dude, came out on Tuesday, same day as Chase the Fun. I love having book twins. She has such hard-earned relational wisdom, y'all, and y'all are going to love this conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear it. For those of you who are walking with young adults, for those of you who are young adults, for those of you who are in your 20 and 30th year of marriage, there is wisdom in this conversation for you. And hey, friends, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this conversation, we do at times talk about relational abuse. And so I just want to you to know that ahead of time so that you can protect your own heart or the little ears around you, my mini BFFs, um, and listen to it first before they listen along. So here's my conversation for all of us with new author and my sweet friend, Ainsley Britton. Ainsley Britton, welcome to That Sounds Fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. Can you imagine? I mean... How many years ago? Eight years ago? How long have you and Justin been married now? Oh, that's a, always a trick question. Uh, s- six-ish. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. So seven or eight years ago yeah. when we met. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, well. I could not. I cannot believe that we're sitting here. I know. That is just wild. You married my friend. Yeah. Y'all moved to New York. Yeah. You yep. hated it most of the time. <laughs> Uh, yes, it was just as much magical as it was miserable. Yeah, I, I mean, do people feel that about New York in general sometimes? I don't know. I hear it's hard. I, I mean, mean, everybody says it's pretty hard. If I've, you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, they say. True, true. <laughs> and I I don't know, being from the South, I think I'm A, used to a certain, yeah. um, I don't know, warmth. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was yes. a little bit missing, but I did meet some incredible people that taught me so much about myself, yeah. and I don't think I would be the same person yeah. had that not happened and had I not met those people. Yes. So I really do think that there was a lot of silver lining. It was yeah. just, here's the thing, it wasn't the people that I was struggling with. It was the uh, elements. Yeah. Because the South is hot, Yep. but you're not exposed to the elements like you are in New York. Yes. Like, I mean, it's August and I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt because I'm inside, because you're inside all day. Right. And I'm going to T-Pack tonight and it will be cold. And, and I don't go home in the middle. In your car. <laughs> yes, that's it, right. And it's my car in between. Shelter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just don't get that in New yeah. York. If it's hot, you're hot. If it's snowing, you're snowed on. But you're also sweating because you're insulated and then it's cold. Yeah. It's a, and then you go down the subway and it's like breath. Yeah. And you're just like. Mm. <laughs> it does, It is like breath. That's a great description of the subway. It is like breath. It, yeah. Yeah. But not the good kind. Not, <laughs> not a fresh breath. <laughs> no. That's a stuffy I breath. mean, so many of our friends listening, August is the number one time people move to new cities. So there has got to be people huh. listening who are going to college for the first time, mm-hmm. who are going Moving to New York, yeah. moving to Nashville, yeah. moving to across the world. Talk about when you you and Justin knew New York was right, but it was yeah. not easy. Yes. So how do you reconcile that inside of yourself when you go like, I know we heard God, and also this is harder than I thought it would be? I can't think of a season in my life that that wasn't the case. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> you know, when I moved to Nashville initially, I knew I heard God. I was yeah. very alone here yeah. for the first year that I was here. I knew one person. And then I moved to New York, and I knew I heard God. In fact, I heard him so clearly that I was like, whoa, whoa, a little softer. I didn't think you were going to mean this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I prayed if I get a job. I I was like laying out the lambskin. I was like, if I get a job and an apartment, 
yeah. in one weekend, then I'll Were you know. already married? Did y'all move up together? No, no, that's right. That's right. That's right. We live separately. But I said, then I'll know that you really want me here. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened in 24 hours. Wow. Which if you're moving to New York, that's so, right. so miraculous yes. that that's how you know. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I really didn't. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, that was fast. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that it was him. So I just moved. I mean, I'm very much like. If the Lord tells you to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah. Like, no matter yeah. what. And it's going to be hard. That's just, I think that's just life. It's like, life is hard. But in the crushing, in the pressing, I was yeah. at just listening to New Wine. So that's yes. why those yes. lyrics are yes. just pouring out. But that's whenever you learn about yourself, you learn about your faith, because you're literally like, I'm going to cling to you right now because you told me to do this. So you got to be my life raft. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, like, I need you so bad. And so it that's was the of, confirmation was the job and the place to live kind of like, I think I heard God say, New York, here are the things that, that have to line up for me to know this is a yes. So Justin moved to New York six months prior. Yep. And then I was like, we're not going to make it if I'm not there. Yeah. Just the way that we are. And so that's whenever I was like, okay, Lord, like, do you want me to move there? Yeah. And I really didn't hear anything. Like, I didn't hear an audible right. yes or no. Sometimes I do. Sometimes right. I, I hear, like, yes, for sure, yes, no, whatever. Yeah. Or I go into the throne room, and he shows me a picture of something. Yeah. And, but this time it was just, okay, this really hot guy that I really want to keep dating is <laughs> there, and I kind of want to be there. I'm always like, who doesn't want to live in New York totally. for a little bit? You know, yeah. it's, there's some kind of magic about it. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But then I was like, maybe not. Like, in my... <laughs> In yeah. my mind, I was like, maybe, maybe that's not real. Yeah. So then that's whenever I was like, okay, Lord, I'll know that it's from you instead of just me wanting to chase this guy. Yes. And I yes. also didn't want to be chasing a guy. Yeah. I wanted to go with my own legs, you know, yeah. standing on their own with a job, with a place to live that had nothing to do with him. That way, if it didn't work out, I would still have my own yes. foundation. And it did work out. So, yeah, yeah I was scary. I had heard from him from laying that out and being like, okay, this is it. And then I found it in 24 hours yeah. and then it was terrifying, but it was also some of the most challenging tear filled yeah. years of my life. And I would never trade it for anything because yes. I heard the Lord so clearly and I learned so much about myself then. Yes. I think one of the joys of being friends with people over seasons mm. is I remember being worried and sad for you. Yeah. When when I was up in New York with you one time. When you were working at Peloton? No. No. Oh, that would have been so cool. A gym. Uh, Equinox. Equinox, yes. And I was like, I remember thinking, okay, God, get her through this. Yeah. And you've walked through seasons with me like that, too. And now on the other side of that particular thing, right. I'm just like, oh, God, she had to. Like, y'all yeah. had to New York. We had to. In order to Houston. find the, the, yeah, in order to get to Houston, in order to get to uh, Louisiana, like, it feels like the Lord's like, yeah, the, it is what scripture says of like, the seed has to die. Yeah. And has to be buried in order for there to be growth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk to women all the time about dating. So what better way for us to jump into the <laughs> new season of shows, this new fall season, than to just like, let's go there. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So I, I'm i just going to ask you lots of questions I have about okay. your new book comes out this week, same day as mine, Book Twins. I know, I love it. Um, don't date honor. a boo-boo dude. That's right. Okay, let's, let's start with the title. Okay. What is a boo-boo dude? Yeah. Because it feels like... I've read the book. I endorsed it. I'm on the cover. Mm -hmm. The content's really important and really serious and really deep. Mm -hmm. The title is not. Mm -hmm. So why why a title that is about a boo-boo dude when the book is about 
How do you respect yourself? How do you not be in abusive relationships? I mean, in the book, you have, here's a phone number to call if you're in an abusive relationship. Here's yeah. a website. Here's a support group. Like, you're not kidding on the inside of this. Yeah. But the cover says boo-boo, dude. Right. Right. So the entire, I, I love this so much because I love that question so much because there's strategy behind this. Yeah. And there's so much strategy behind this that I, I'm just, I don't know, honored to have this conversation. So a lot of times, so I was in an abusive relationship. Let's start there. I um, experienced a lot of violence, a lot of name calling, a lot of... Um, Before Justin, just for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was not my husband. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prior, to, uh, prior to my husband. I experienced feeling trapped. I experienced my friends and family not knowing what to do or not knowing what was going on. And you were both Christians. Yes. So that's a, that is a layer on this too. Yes, yeah. 100%. And through the process of realizing what was going on, I didn't even really know that I was in an abusive relationship, but I knew that my identity was slipping away. Wow. So I knew that the conversation that needed to be had was more of an identity conversation than a dating conversation. But here's oh, wow. really where it gets kind of tricky with these conversations in general. I am a victim of an abusive relationship. I'm in it. Meet me there. Okay. Yeah. Hands are coming across my face. Plates are being thrown against the wall. I'm being locked in an apartment for three days. I can't explain it any clearer than that. And I had, you know, somebody come to me and say, be like, you're in a dangerous situation. You need to get out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Who yes. are you to tell me yes. what's in my life? I'm immediately defensive. Uh, That's immediately what happens whenever you kind of go to someone and you're trying to sit them down and you're trying to have this conversation with them, but they're not ready to have it. Mm -hmm. A, they might not be aware that they're in an abusive relationship. B, they might not be ready to accept that. Or C, they feel trapped. And they're already telling themselves the narrative that you just said out loud. So it's confirming a lot of the insecurities that they might be feeling. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Literally only someone f who lived in that house knows how to talk about that house. Yeah. That is, I, I had not thought like that. However, wow. if I go to you, but, and let's say you're a young adult, because yeah. that's really where a lot of these things, I think, originate. In yes. fact, I, I sat in my living room two weeks ago. I had a group of college girls over because every month I have a group of college girls over just oh, to hang fun. out and yeah. talk about whatever they want to talk about. That's really fun. Uh, five out of six of them were in dangerous relationships <gasps> at least. What? Uh, at least once upon a time. Oh, already. my gosh. They're sophomores. Oh, my gosh. That's why that this conversation, like if we're going to have the birds and the bees conversation whenever your kids are in high school or uh -huh. whatever, can we also just have, yes. are you safe? Do you know what yes. to look for to know if you're not in a safe relationship? I just need to have these conversations. However... Do you think that those girls are able to kind of conceptualize this heavy, heavy thing? Maybe. Maybe. I hope. But not always. Yeah. So what do and I like to And not when you're in do? the middle of pain. Not in the middle. Yes, yes, exactly. So I like to bring an entry point. Yes. And boo-boo, I'm from Louisiana. We make up stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay. We have our own language. If you hang out with me and Lauren enough, my yeah. friend Lauren Daigle is from there too, you'll know we literally just start talking our own language. <laughs> I guess we're from Louisiana. But boo-boo just means bad. Yeah. And I use it in my everyday life. Yeah. Like uh, it's not – it's in just in my regular vernacular. But what I'm able to do is talk to young adults, identify these quote-unquote boo-boo behaviors, yes. which are incredibly toxic. Yeah. They're manipula manipulative. They're um, 
you know, reduce the self-confidence of a young woman. Any kind of behavior, leave you on red, leave mm. you wondering where you stand, leave you on the back burner. All of these things are quote-unquote boo-boo behaviors. Yes. They're toxic behaviors. If you if you were talking, you and I, I would say they're toxic behaviors. If I'm talking to a college girl, I'm going to say they're boo-boo behaviors. Right. You know why? Because <laughs> it immediately does what you just did. Yes, yes. It makes you giggle. Yes. And it and what that does to your guard and your defense yeah. is it brings it down. So smart. So if I'm walking with you mm-hmm. through a season where you are in a dangerous relationship, I need to tread very lightly. Yeah. I need to keep you giggling every now and then. Yeah. And I need to bring some internal reflection to your situation yes. to make you think about what's going on. Yeah. So if you can say, wait, is that a boo-boo behavior? Mm. It's more just speaking their language. Yes. That's yeah. all it's doing. So it's kind of like a Trojan horse book yeah. where it's like, yeah, this is a dating book. Wink. Yep. Really, let's talk about are you in a safe place? Are you being, you know, held? Mm-hmm properly and what's the Lord doing in your life? Are you staying connected to the Lord? Where's your identity? Are you putting your identity in the hands of the unworthy? And just those kind of things, you know, in normal conversation, I would be like, you know, let's say she would be like, um, okay, well, he only texts me at night. He only wants to hang out at night. My response is like, no, you know, that's a (laughs) boo-boo. You know, that's a boo-boo. And you know, like, right. But what that does is whenever she leaves the conversation, she says, Dang, that is kind of boo-boo. Yes. Like, that is not how I want to be treated. Yes. And it starts that internal reflection, yeah. but it it's a light way to have a heavy conversation. Yes. yes. That's what it is. So how often are you talking to, to young women? I'm thinking, like, are high schoolers reading this? I would say it depends on your kind of, uh, you know, maturity level, where you are with dating. Yeah. I would definitely say, you know, 17 up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But like my sister is about to be a freshman and I think she could read it. Yes. There's only one chapter with a disclaimer or a trigger warning. Yeah. And that's uh, the third chapter. So if somebody wants to go read it and, you know, decide if they want to let their daughter or niece or whatever, that would be great. But I also, you know, that's fine. I also would encourage moms and daughters to read through this together. Yeah. Because this gives an opportunity for a mom to be like, wow. I know that that happens. Yes. And I thought that it happened a lot older, but it really doesn't. Yeah. And so often I think, I mean, because I'm 42 and I'm like, I read things in here and thought, oh, he just did that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so the problem is so many of our friends listening are in relationships with men, whether they're married or not. Mm -hmm. And the men can still show some of these behaviors. 100%. Even as grownups. Yes. Right? Yes. So how do you balance the, there are boo-boo dudes in the world and there are also really good men? Like, because the thing you aren't wanting to do is lead an army against men, right? 100%. I married a man. Right. I love men. I want to live with one. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, they're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. True. But I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I want to marry one. <laughs> For so, sure. So how do you balance that? When you're having these conversations, how do you teach? And how do we teach young women men aren't to be hated? Hated. And it, you don't need to lead with a suspicious heart. 100%. How do you teach that? Well, number and one. How do you do that? Number one, we need to all accept the fact that girls are boo-boo t- can be boo-boo, too. Thank you. Like, that's 100% true. Oh, listen, I, I, know a, I, I know a situation right now where I want to call the girl and be like, it's you. Yeah. 
it's you. You know you are doing the problems. Yes. 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 And and I have been there, too. Like, I can, you know, think back and recognize, oh, my gosh, that poor guy that asked me to prom two years in a row. And I told him yes two years in a row. And then I ditched him two years in a row. Like, I still feel guilty about that. I know. It's a whole story. It's a whole story. That'll be in a future book. And it was just, like, so boo-boo of me. And so I, A, everything in this book can be reversed. Yes. You know, like, That's good. in fact, whenever I was doing the audio book, the director has two sons and she was like, can you just switch the pronouns and write this book again? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the cover is enough that you could say, don't date a boo-boo gal yeah. or, or girl, babe a boo-boo babe and just cover know. up dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So A, that, recognizing yeah. that this is not, this is just, an, I can only write from my experience as yes. a female yes. dating males. Yeah. Um, but it absolutely can be role reversed. Um, B, don't make anyone else a prisoner of a previous person's crime. Wow. You know, like, wow. don't, don't, just because someone hurt you doesn't mean everyone's going to hurt you. That's important for moms to hear when they're leading their daughters. Yeah. Right? Like, don't, Ooh, don't make people yes. prisoners. Don't let your daughter's boyfriend be a prisoner to what your high school boyfriend did. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. That's a great piece of advice. 100%. And so that's really, I think, important. And then also just at the core of everything, recognize that time has nothing to do with healing all wounds, but mm. Jesus does. Yeah. Time can fester. Yeah. Time can mold. Yeah. Time can make things go bad. Time is a tool. You get to decide whether it's going to help you or hurt you. Right. Yes. Right. But the Jesus, Lord. That's right. Yeah. Mm, the more you lean into him, mm-hmm. you can guarantee that you are going to find healing. You're going to find rest. You're going to find restoration. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to build the bridge of communication between anybody that, you know, may have severed or or broken with. I think that that is the most important thing in anything is if you have experienced this or if you are trying to heal and move forward is know where to go. Yeah. Okay. So talk to our friends who are married, Mm -hmm. who's they've had unfaithfulness in their marriage or their husband has hurt them in some way. How do we do this behavior of not holding someone to a previous crime Mm, when it is the the same same person person. and you're in this committed relationship and maybe there are kids watching. There's at least a community watching. Like how do we, how do we retrust someone who has, we married a non boo-boo dude. He had a boo-boo moment or she had a boo-boo moment. Yeah. And now I still share a house with them on the, and I'm a, I guess I would need to assume that they're repentant or that's or I mean not. that sounds like first step right that's what yeah. you're saying is first I'm step ho- is are I'm they repentant hopeful. Yeah. yeah let's the say question. they are let's say they are okay let's say they are and I think that this is just going to be a hard pill to swallow okay and and maybe I think that it might be impossible without the Lord but the number one thing that Alex Seeley has taught me mm. pastor is, the belonging she's yes. here she's been on the show yep is to not get offended. And not be offended. And the thing is, is that I cannot throw a stone at anyone for doing anything that sin just looks different than mine. Mm. Just because your sin looks different than mine doesn't mean that I have any right to look at you any, any lower. Yes. Even if it's in my own home. Yes. Because... That's, That's not what, how the Lord yeah. would treat us. Like the yeah. Lord would be, and I know that this is so, it's just impossible without Jesus. Mm. Because if you don't know the heart of Jesus, you don't know how to be the heart of Jesus and you yeah. don't know how to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But if there's one thing that you can do to the person who has offended you and hurt you and really done the worst things to you mm-hmm. is to show them what the Lord would do. Yeah. 
and not throw the first stone. Man, yesterday someone called and confessed a sin to me. And not in like a confession, not like I'm her pastor, but right, it was right. just, just like, like, hey, I need to tell happened. you something yeah. that's going on in my life. Yeah, this happened. Mm-hmm. And I felt this like, are you kidding me? And I mean, before I could get, are you kidding me out? The Lord was like, you remember you yesterday? Yeah. You think those are that different? Right. And I was like, you know what? They are not different. And I actually, she confessed to someone and I did not. Yeah. So if they're different, let's talk about how they're actually different. Right. It's me. I'm the one. If we're going to start ranking, I didn't even have the guts to confess. I almost didn't say guts. (laughs) I I didn't even have the guts to confess, and she did. Right. Yeah. And so that's a that's a great that's a great thought. I just think, man, there are so many of our friends listening who are raising littles, but are experiencing this in their in their lives. And then, like, even, like, when you're talking about teenagers or, like, yeah. if you have kids that are teenagers, they can trigger you so hard. Yeah. Because just the words that they say can, if you don't have a healed wound, they can just reopen it so quickly because it's literally like they're your kids, so they know you, so they know what to say. <laughs> I know. And I only know this from, I was a high school minister. I was in, you know, yeah. leading hundreds of students, and I've walked hundreds of young adults through life, yes. you know, and continue to because they're my favorite people. And yeah, they, it's so funny because I'll have a conversation with a parent and the kid and I'm like, y'all are mirrors. Yeah. And that's why you're so triggered. Yes. Yeah. You're like, uh, dear mom, let yeah. me tell you why you're struggling with Katie. Exactly. It's because, it's because you made Katie. Right. <laughs> and I already know my daughter's name is Goldie and I already know that, you know, she did something the other day. She's only six and a half months old, yeah. but she did something the other day and I was like, Oh, you are going to be sassy. And I am so scared because I'm so sassy. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing new partners, Ginger. Okay, you know that our team set aside time for a good break this summer. I mean, it really matters that we take time to rest, practice some self-care. And one of my new favorite ways to do that recently is with Ginger's rejuvenating self-care kit. That's Ginger with two J's. Ginger is an all-natural, high-quality essential oil made from ginger root. It has so many amazing benefits, y'all. And Ginger's rejuvenating self-care kit is perfect for doing just that, taking a little extra care of yourself. The kit includes a bottle of ginger essential oil plus tools to fit every need like the gua sha stone to use with my ginger oil for a massage to combat that uh, travel induced puffiness and aches and pains and a few drops of ginger oil and the mini diffuser really helps clear my mind. I love the scent. Not only does ginger make my nose smile but it's also so easy to use. It's safe to apply directly on the skin. It has a little dropper cap that's so convenient it means no spills or messes. It's like they know how fast I move sometimes. I know you'll love ginger essential oils as much as I do, and you need to check out their rejuvenating self-care kit. Right now, my friends get this special offer of 20% off your first purchase. Just visit the special URL, J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash that sounds fun. Ginger dot U-S slash that sounds fun. Remember, that's with two J's. So don't wait. Go to ginger with two J's dot U-S slash that sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing part to tell you about third love. Okay, one of my main considerations while I pursued rest during the month of July was comfort. Trust me, your girl did not wear jeans or hard pants for a lot of days. We were soft pants central. Time with people I'm comfortable with and places that bring me comfort is super restful for me as well. And making sure what I'm wearing 
in the soft pants. And what I'm wearing underneath, what I'm wearing is also comfortable, is pretty much always at the top of my list, which is why Third Love is such a no-brainer for me. The right bra can take any summer outfit, whether at work, on vacation, on the go, or on the couch, to the next level. Upgrade your summer top drawer with a Third Love bra for every occasion. Like their best-selling 24-7 t-shirt bra, form wireless, unlined, and strapless styles. These new limited edition styles and colors work with any outfit, so you can always feel your best while looking amazing, too. Okay, so I mentioned the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. Y'all have heard me say this before. It is my favorite. Technically, I think it's everyone's favorite, which is why it's Third Love's number one best-selling bra. It forms to your body to help you feel confident and supported. The straps never slip or pinch or dig in, and they literally invented half cups. Y'all, Wow. And they have sizes A through H, so you can rest easy knowing you will always get the right fit. They're not going to leave you on your own to figure it out, though. With their fitting room quiz, we love a quiz. It's like you've got a personal shopper, but better. They ask just the right questions to help you find bras that are perfect for you, just like they have for 18 million other women. Feeling is believing. So get the 24-7 comfort and support you deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. And remember, we include the links to all of our sponsors and transcripts in the show notes, but we'll email them straight to you on Fridays if you sign up for the AFD Week in Review email. That link is in the show notes as well. And now back to our conversation with Ainsley. When you think about it, what are you doing right now as the mother of a six and a half month old? Mm -hmm. What are you doing right now for your own self to be the healthiest mom possible? That literally is every day. I have to wake up and choose it. Yeah. I have to make sure that I... So one thing that I am doing is limiting my meetings for work. Okay. Extending my time with her. Yeah. And doing one thing for me a day. Oh, wow. And the reason that that's so important is because I'm only going to get the season of extended time with her for so long before she's going to be gone for most hours of the day. Yeah. And I think there's some statistic that I'm not going to quote, like, the source correctly because I don't even remember it. But it was something about the fact that teenagers only hang out with their family like 30 minutes a day (gasps) or uh, around that on average. Yeah. So I believe it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I got home from school, soccer. I got home and ate dinner and then I was doing homework. Right. Yeah. Or I was talking to Booba Dudes. That's right. That's right. Or I was on AOL I was, Instant Messenger. I was, say, I was on AIM being like, do, 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 do. that's exactly it. I was on AIM. That's 100% true. Like, oh, I was so funny. not worried about talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm building foundation. Yes. Yes, I do need to take care of myself. And that's why I do one thing for me a day, whether that's a workout class, whether that's a shower, yeah. whether that's um, a meal. A meal. Yeah. I mean, it's some. I do one thing at least, yeah. at least yeah. for me a day that's very intentional, that is baby free, where I'm not having to anticipate someone else's needs. But it is a lot, but it's also a season. Yes. And I think keeping that in mind is very helpful too, because yeah. it's, I mean, looking at her now, it, it's different than looking at her last week. Yes. It's different than looking yes. at her, you know, two weeks ago. So I don't want to miss it. Right. I think it's so important for people to hear doing something for yourself can be as simple as a shower. Yeah. You're not saying every day I take two hours. Right. And go to like, uh, go shopping. I'm not getting a can, massage and mani-pedi. Totally. Also, you could do that. You can do like, that. Those but I think it's so important. It's one of the conversations we have about fun all the time that people assume fun is big and expensive and a lot of time. Mm. And you go like, no, like a shower. 
Or a nap. <laughs> or a nap. Or like, I'm like, dear moms, quit eating the crust of your kids' sandwiches and make, make you your own. a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> make yourself a sandwich. You deserve two full pieces of bread. You do not have to eat the crust There's of the peanut butter. There's a sermon butter. in that. Right. That's, That's what I am saying to my that. mom friends. Um, okay, back to dating. Yeah, sorry. No, I asked you. This is what I want us to yeah, talk you, about. This fault. is us. I'm yeah. an Enneagram too. I apologize for everything. Okay. <laughs> oh, that is like, <laughs> that is mad. You can kick me in the okay, shin, and I'm like, of oh, Enneagram, <laughs> you are blowing up on the TikTok. TikTok. And say your TikTok handle. Is that how we yeah, say? It? Yeah, I think so. Enneagram and chill. Enneagram and chill. And so many people are watching you talk about the Enneagram. It's wild. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. I, A lot of people have opinions about it too. Oh, listen. Mm. The pushback of ye internet is yeah. such a thing. It's such a thing. Yeah. We didn't do any of summer this summer. We took a break from it. And But Enneagram and Chill is a great place. Is it on Instagram as well? No. Well, yes, but that's not me. Oh, oh, really? Because it's I didn't, someone else. I, well, I'll be honest, I didn't anticipate this being a thing. Right. I literally was just like, I want to post Enneagram stuff and yeah. be silly and dumb yeah. and make fun of the stereotypes. Yes. And then it really was like picking up. And then I was like, Okay, I, I don't know how to change it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll sorry, be honest, sorry. There's a lot of stuff on the internet that I don't know how to change. I can't yeah. take down. I wish yeah. I could. There's, I, yes. don't, I don't know. So when you're talking about dating and don't date a boo boo dude, yeah, and and the enneagram, yeah, are there? I love asking enneagram experts this. Are there types that do not fit? Mm, I love that question. Um, sure, unhealthy types. Yes, that's a great answer. But no, if you're thinking numbers. Yeah. A two doesn't not mesh with a five and a seven. Because I'll tell you, one of the things I do wrong is I bring old Enneagram crimes to new Enneagram <laughs> men. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to use the real number. Uh, you're, a, you're a nine? Well, let me tell you about my life with a nine. <laughs> a I'm nine. not interested. <laughs> oh, you're a four? Bye. I won't even consider. But, but I'm putting somebody in jail. For someone else's crime. Yeah. And and it may not have even been those dudes' Enneagram numbers that caused them to behave like that. Because it's about motivation, not behavior. Exactly. And so so talk to us about, like, when I hear so many people say, well, I'm a three and I'm great with sevens. Or I'm a one and I love dating a five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where does Enneagram fit in dating? Well, first of all, like, those specific sentences make me want to be like, you're giving the Enneagram too much credit. That's it. Right. <laughs> right. Giving, it is just a tool. You're giving this tool a God complex. Wow. You know, like, right. the Lord can change anybody, do anything with anyone. Right. Like, it makes me want to be like, just sit down, okay? <laughs> Step into my office and let's have this actual conversation. <laughs> just don't give this thing too much power. I love it. Yeah. I make a—it's part of my career. I talk to people yes. about the Enneagram all the yes. time. Yes. But I don't give it too much power. Right. Or too much credit. I mean, it's just not that. But I will say I did have that thought process once upon a time Uh where I was like, oh, I'll I'll use the numbers because they're in my life. Um, Oh, I'm a two. I don't really get along with eights that well. Yeah. That's what, what I said. And then I was working with an eight. We were sitting in this meeting, the one eight that I made this definition about. Yeah. And... It was amazing because he said something and meant it, and then I said something, and I didn't have to worry about if it hurt his feelings. Wow. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. You couldn't have done that with me. Yeah. We would have been worried about, you know, like, I guess I, I was just like, that. wow, that was really refreshing. Yeah. That I didn't have to 
I, so I saw the beauty in that type. And the yeah. more you study it, the more you do see the beauty yeah. in that type. So the more you study it, the your empathy will grow Yeah, for each person and each type. Yes. And then also just focus on your growth and don't worry about everybody else's. That's it. That's it, right? <laughs> you focus on you. And yeah, because you know be... who was in the relationship with the nine and the four? This seven. <laughs> so what's the common denominator? Yeah, girl. <laughs> right? I mean, really, who's Look, to blame? And let me tell you, every time I slip into the unhealthy two, I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. Ainsley? Ainsley? That's the thing. I always think about it as like bowling bumpers. Yeah. Like, it's not getting you from, the Enneagram's not getting you from point A to point B, but it'll help guide you. Yeah. It'll help yes. be your little bumpers. Yes. Where you can recognize, or I know when I'm, I go to stress, I go to eight. So yeah. I'm like, well, that's sometimes why I get frustrated because I'm like, I see some of their behavior in oh. the worst of me. That's right. You know? That's right. That I feel that a lot when I see ones because that's where sevens go when they're. Which is one of the most common pairings. Yes, I know. I cannot fathom. <laughs> cannot fathom. I'm open to it. The Lord can do anything with anybody at any time when I get up at. But I, I see that in me and I, and I see a one being a healthy one or a lean toward unhealthy one. And I, it is like I become that little anger emoji from our cartoon from Inside, Inside out. out. Oh, I just, the flames just go. And then I'm like, why? Because it's you. That's right. why, Annie, because you're seeing yourself. But it's also, and oh, one thing, actually, now that you said once, I think I do want to say something. There is something incredible about each Enneagram type yes. that will that will give you that empathy. Yeah. But because you said ones, I do, I, I posted about this the other day, so it's fresh. But whenever you feel like a one is being critical, know that the inner voice, that like that their yes. inner critic yes. is really even louder for them. Yes. Like if you feel like they're being critical, they're feeling it 10 times that's worse brutal. in their own yes. bodies. Yes. And that's whenever you're like, oh, you know, you're just like, I'm sorry. Let me get in there and get that out for you. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Let, let's oh, figure it. So anyway, yeah. there's something that can bring empathy yeah. to every type. But yeah. yeah. When you're thinking about 20-somethings, college students, late 20, yeah, they are figuring out dating in a new world where they can learn about the Enneagram, where there is TikTok, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there is 54 dating apps we can be on. Yeah. Are college students on dating apps as much as grown, like, 30s? Yeah. And, yeah. And so. so where do we even start on how to identify if we're dating a boo-boo dude or if the guy we're looking toward or the girl we're looking toward is a boo-boo dude or babe. Yeah. I think that uh, there's red flags and green flags for sure. And I talk about both of those yeah. in the book. So I don't only like caution, caution, caution. There's right. also like, this is great. This like is great. move yeah. towards yeah. this. But if someone makes you feel insecure, if someone makes you wonder about, you know, your your status, mm. get that out of here. Okay. Yeah. Start defining some things. Yes. Go on a stinking date. Uh, I saw a friend of mine showed me her dating app that where she matched with someone, and he said, "Would you want to go to dinner on Friday? It is a date." And I was like, "My guy, yeah, yes, that is it." Thank you for saying date. <laughs> right, that helps so much. And that's like that is a four letter word. Yes, in their world right now. Yes. And I'm like, you get to decide. Yeah, if that is you know you get to choose. Yes, if you go on a date with and this guy or not. And it's not scary. I I have asked before. Are you asking me on a date or are we just hanging out? Yeah. And then if he says we're just hanging out, then you go, okay, then my expectations. And then I get to decide if I want to participate in that. I'm snaps. All the snaps. Yes. And then he goes, it's a date. And I go, great. Then I get to decide if I want to participate in that. Do I want to go on a date with you or did I think we were just getting coffee because we're bros? Right. Exactly. 100%. So those kind of like red flags of, you know, 
a how to get over those is taking that initiative and yeah. being like I think that we just forget our power. Right. Like we're so seeking the acceptance, yeah. which I totally understand Same. because we often put our hand, our worth in the hands of the unworthy mm. and we do that too much. And that can happen on TikTok. That can happen with the Enneagram. That can happen with the dating app or guys like yeah. randomly. That can happen with me and my husband. Wow. That can absolutely still happen. And that's why knowing who you are in the Lord and knowing what the Lord says about you, yeah. even using those tools yeah. is so crucial right there like when you think about I was just thinking about the woman at the well and how you know she came she was at the well with this past Uh and Jesus and she encountered Jesus everything changed and when I mean everything not only did her countenance but her words her how she communicated to people because she was you know very uh going to the well whenever no one else was was there there. and like you know doing all these things like that hid her and yet, when she encountered Jesus, she literally drew a crowd to him. Yes. Imagine what would happen if you started operating out of your encounter with the Lord and yeah. not out of your encounter with the world, wow. which is what she was doing wow. with these men. You know, she had uh, multiple husbands and was living with someone that wasn't her husband. And I'm just thinking, okay, let's say, <laughs> I don't know, she was just putting her hands, she was obviously putting her worth in the hands of the unworthy. And yeah. then when she handed over to the Lord, look what he did. Yes. And look at the ripple effect that yep. it had yep. whenever she brought all these people to him. They were able to encounter him. Yep. Then the Samaritans literally asked the Jew to stay with yes. them. Yes. yes. Whenever you encounter Jesus, you want him to stay. That's good. And that is, that's how you can um, overcome these red flags, identify these red flags and keep your worth intact. And, but yeah, I mean, if you feel, if he makes you feel like you're questioning things straight, I'll ask him first of all, but that's a red flag for me. I want, I I would want a guy to be communicative. Yes. And that was one thing I really liked about Justin. Yeah. He was like, this is what we're doing. Like, this is the date if you're interested. Justin is so attractive. Let (laughs) me just say, here's what happened before you came along. (laughs) Justin's so attractive that when he is friends with women, everyone wanted to date him. A hundred percent. And I watched him over and over be so clear of like, I like being your friend. I want to take you on a date. To mm-hmm. who, you know, like he was never, in my experience of him, sure, he was yeah. never wishy-washy. I believe he was you. always very direct because he knew, it, he just respected all the women in our world. You know what's so funny? I was so, funny so impressed. He would say he was boo-boo. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I caught him right at the end because I did only meet him. I met him a year before I met you. So. Well, and honestly, like, I, he probably would try to hide Maybe that, when he was playing basketball know? more, he was mm-hmm. more of a boo dude. Yeah, he may have been hiding it from me because I was Annie. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or just, like, I mean, he's very – but I did not experience anything boo-boo from him. Yeah, me neither. But I'll tell you this. I mean, as his friend, P.S. Dear everyone, <laughs> I did not predate Annie's Lisa's husband. <laughs> but even if you did, like, who cares? That was before. Like, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't love you any less. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, the girl that uh, – went on a date that you actually tried to set him up with. I yep. love her. I think she's I incredible. I'm like, dang, yeah. you actually, I don't, you, I'm a little question. She's great. <laughs> and now I'm like, that girl is really awesome. Anyway. She anyway. She's uh, married with kids now too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody We're, wins. Everything's everybody wins. fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, and it was funny because I had just gotten out of the abusive relationship. I had, yeah. you know, kind of started dating again. I met him and he was very clear, but he still didn't really want to commit 100%. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm, 
I'm not playing games anymore. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm like done with this. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you want to be my boyfriend, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend and that's great. Like, but you ain't getting boyfriend privileges without being my boyfriend. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. And he literally was like, um, <laughs> okay. And like, P.S. to everyone listening, boyfriend privileges are not just uh, physical. Which You're talking oh, yeah. the amount of time. Yeah. And helping. Communication. Yeah. Energy. That's it. Uh, hanging, introducing you to my friends. Like, That's right. Making dinner things. together. Yeah. Helping with errands. Dropping off at the airport. Boyfriends. That is boyfriend behavior. Right. That you get to give or 100%, not give. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And making out. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. And the physical too. I'll say, I'm not making out with you until there's some level of commitment here. Yes, yes. Okay? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he kind of like, no one had done that to him before. No one had challenged him and been like, no, 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 sir. And he wasn't being boo-boo to me. Let me make that clear. It was just, uh, I'm not sure if I want to commit, which was a little, you know, it was a yellow flag. Yeah. But as soon as I challenged him, he rose to the occasion quick. Yeah. He said, okay, I do... I do want to be your boyfriend. Yeah. I do want to move forward with this. And here's the thing. Boyfriend, girlfriend, like these words are still so skittish to young adults. And I'm like, stop. Just stop. Yeah. Do you want a husband? Because you have to have a boyfriend before you have a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, there's a weird jump. Right. Weird jump. From zero (laughs) to hero is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really weird jump. So... I just think like exactly what you're saying. The examples that you're giving, I'm like, yes and amen, yes and amen, yes and amen, because I am ready for girls to step into their worth yes. and just remove this ickiness yes. from the dating there's game. Such a, there's such a fear in me, so maybe it's in some other women too, so I'll 100%. just say it. Yeah. There's a fear in me that if I get the clarity I want, I'm not going to get what I want. If you get the clarity you want, I'm not you're gonna not going to yes, get what like you want. I'm a, sometimes I'm afraid to ask, what are we and what are we doing? Yes. Because I actually don't want the answer. Of course. Right? Of course. And, and I used to have this mantra of if the girl asks, she doesn't get what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then a few months ago, I asked and got exactly what I wanted. Right. And, it was, and he was like, yes, we're on the same page. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, well. That's not at all what I thought was going to happen. I was I was drawing the line and saying we need to, I need some clarity. Mm-hmm. And he said, great, we're right on the same page. And I'm sorry I haven't communicated that better. And I was like, well, bless the Lord. <laughs> so will you talk a little bit, what's that fear in women? Is it a, is it a Oh, I remember it. I remember it thing? vividly. It, yeah. I remember that exact, those exact things going through my head whenever I was drawing the line with Justin. Like, yeah. I literally remember being like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yes. I was like, you're so hot, you're so hot, please. Like, please. <laughs> like, please, please, please. Like and he's back. kind. And, and he's funny. Kind, and he's wonderful. And he loves the Lord. And yeah. he's driven and he's yeah. ambitious. And he's literally the best dad on the oh, it's just so sweet. Anyway, but I remember having those fears. And I remember how ha- and it was literally one of those things that was like, what's worth more here? Yeah. You and your pride and your heart, you know, like at least being being able to move on quickly yeah, or just hanging on because you're handing over your worth too much. And that could look like you're in a physical relationship with them oh, and you yeah. don't want clarity. You're in an oh, emotional yeah. relationship with them and you don't want clarity. You're It, it could be someone at your church that you are serving together mm-hmm. and showing up at everything together. And if you get clarity, you will lose the itch that's getting scratched right now. Yes. You're going to actually feel the sadness and the loneliness. Yes. And I'm sometimes not willing to give up the okay which is human. I know. It's human. I know. But at the end of the day, it's remembering in your weakness, he is made strong. It's boo-boo in myself. Sure. Is what I'm saying. I'm sure. boo-booing myself sometimes. You know, and that's normal. Yeah. It's but so it is normal. his. Yeah, it is when 
we as men and women that are in dating relationships, I I, I bet this plays out in marriage too. I'll let you know. Yeah. But I'll bet this plays <laughs> out in marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that there are times where you still don't want to ask for clarity because there's insecurity around it. Absolutely. Yes. Our producer's nodding vigorously. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm uh, thinking some, some Enneagram types tend to do that. Yeah. Some of the heart types tend to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's absolutely so true. And that's why I think it's so crucial to un- have this so specific understanding of who God says you are because then you have something to hold on to whenever things start to feel slippery and you start to forget like you have to know who the Lord says you are so I'll tell you what I did I whenever I finally was free from that abusive relationship I had been very not communicating with the Lord for a long time encouraged not to communicate with the Lord and by him mm -hmm. yeah yeah don't go to church. Don't talk to your small group. You know, all the things. Wow. Anyway, uh, all the things. I'm just like, they keep popping into my head, you know, yeah. examples. And I'm like, okay, yeah. move on, Ainsley. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I went into the throne room. Now, Tell I have, me what you mean by that. Will okay. you explain that to everybody? Yes, this is my favorite thing. So it's essentially prayer. Yeah. But I'm a visual learner. Yeah. So when I say I go into the throne room, you can hear I went into prayer, yeah. but because I'm visual, I have to see. I'm the exact same way. I, I picture a room. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So I have expensive taste. So mine's gold <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There's all the things that the Bible says, but really yeah. it's like gold. My okay? friend Cassie used to say, I have champagne taste on a beer budget. That's what she used to say <laughs> <Yes>. about me. <laughs> She's right. It's still true. I hadn't changed. But yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I love that. Yeah. So I go into the throne room. I literally, I have this cloak of. This is all visual. Like, yeah, this is all my imagination. Yeah. I have this cloak. But your imagination partnered with the Holy Spirit Absolutely. and you showing, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he'll meet you in prayer. Yeah, He's going to meet you exactly that's where right. you are. So it's like I have this cloak or cape kind of thing of almost like lint and dust and dirt, but it's shame. Wow. And then there's this, like, halo of debris of, like, dirt and wow. shrapnel and stuff. Oh, my gosh, all, I can see it. Yeah, yeah all in. And I walk in, and my gaze is down. And he takes the cape and unties it, lets it fall to the ground, takes the debris halo away, and replaces it with a gold shiny one. Wow. And then tells me, you know, I, I extend my hand and I say, hey, I'm Ainsley. Mm. I reintroduce myself to him. Yeah. I'd been in the church, growing up in the church. I had, wow. I know who the Lord was. Yeah. But this was so different. This was a woman at the well, heart change encounter. Yeah. And from that moment, I was never the same because I was like, okay, I'm now moving forward, going to let you tell me who I am. Yes. I am wanted. I am worthy. I am a daughter of the king of the universe who created yes. everyone and everything. And as soon as I, my eyes were open to that and the shame was falling off, I was able to move forward in a wild confidence I had never known before. Yeah. And I was able to stand up for myself and not stand for letting anyone treat me less than I wanted to be treated. Yes. And that did not just include dating. Yeah. There were friendships that I let go. There are friendships That's I good. still have to let go. Yeah. I mean, these behaviors that I'm talking about don't just happen in dating. That can be with your friends. It can be with anyone in your church family. That can be with your family members. You know, it can be anyone. And un- understanding who you are, yeah. be- not by your own definition, not by the world's definition, but I- it's like I just can't stress it enough that there's a king that Jesus wants to tell you what he thinks of you. Mm-hmm. 
And when you look in the mirror, he wants to show you the reflection he sees. Yeah. And when that happens, you will never be the same. But you may fall back into some of those like feelings, the human feelings. Those are all normal. Like that, you may kind of still feel that. But when you know where to go, if you can go right back into that throne room, Mm -hmm. reintroduce yourself over and over and over and over if that's what it takes. Yes. But he's just ready to meet you where you are. And he's ready to remove that shame or remove the guilt or remove whatever was before so you can walk new. For any of our friends listening, if you are doing the One Minute Pause app with John Eldridge, he has like a 30-day thing about his new book called mm-hmm. Resilient. Mm-hmm. And in that 30-day, it's a devotional you listen to every day. Love it. He teaches you how to find that picture of where you pray. I love it. And so if anybody's like, oh, I wish I had a throne room or a room like Ainsley and Annie, like where where I can... For visual people, it changes. Yeah. It changed everything for my prayer life. Everything. To be like, I can just picture walking into the same room. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like. I know what the furniture's like. I know what I mean when I sit in certain places. Yep. I know what Jesus and I talk about there. John Eldridge does a beautiful job of teaching you how to, like, in yourself figure out what's the, with you and the Holy Spirit, what's the imagination place of Love what that. that looks like. There's also yeah. a book for everybody called Seeing is Believing, I think. We'll double check that, but we'll link it in the show notes. That's about imaginative prayer. I feel like I've heard of it. It's beautiful. It's great. Okay. It's so, because it's like, yeah, those of us who, who imagine well, mm-hmm. use that in your spiritual life. Yeah. Use yeah. your imagination in your spiritual life. It, 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 it's changed my life. Yeah, me too. To have that kind of permission. Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about one of my favorite partners, Raycon. Okay, you know the saying that you can have things fast and good, fast and cheap, or good and cheap, but you can't have all three? fast, good, and cheap? Well, when it comes to earbuds, you want them to look good, feel good, and sound good. And with a lot of the ones on the market, you can get two of the three. But with Raycon's Everyday Earbuds, you get all three. Y'all, they look awesome. Raycon earbuds come in a wide range of fun colors and patterns. You know I've got those rose gold ones, and so does Lillian, and so does Ashley in our office. What can I say? We have an aesthetic around here. They feel awesome. The earbuds have optimized gel tips. You know, the little silicone part that helps you get the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, but that's not the only comfort measure they took. Do you know that the earbuds themselves were specifically modified through countless design iterations to seamlessly fit the curvature of the human ear, big or small? This makes for a snug, comfortable, no budge fit that's universal for any ear type. And they sound Awesome. Raycon earbuds have three sound profiles to customize your listening experience, depending on what you're listening to and whether or not you can be immersed like in noise isolation mode, or if you need awareness mode on so you can referee if you hear the kids start bickering in the next room. They offer eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Basically, Raycon thought of everything, y'all. But wait, it gets better. I found out recently, and it blew my mind, that Raycon Everyday Earbuds work with Siri and Alexa. Sorry if I just called them both in your life. I am using the mess out of that option right now that I know it's available to me. You've got to get your hands on your own pair of Raycons, you guys. You can use them when you're listening to the Chase the Fun audiobook. Just go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your order. Brought to you by Raycon. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C com slash that sounds fun. And one last incredible partner to share with you. Get your ears ready. It's Shopify. 
Oh, we love that sound. It's the sound of a sale going through on Shopify, the all-in-one e-commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Did you know that every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify? Shopify gives all of us business owners and entrepreneurs the resources that used to only be available for big businesses. So upstarts and startups, I don't know the difference, but I believe they're different, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and stay up to date on all the numbers. It's so fun to think about all the possibilities for scaling your business. I started podcasting in 2014 and I had no idea where that journey would lead. Fast forward to today and this pod being a part of my full-time job and getting to lead two companies. Shopify has been with us for a big chunk of that time. And like they have for us, they have the tools and resources that will make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Just like they do for shopanniefdowns.com, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, and they can help you reach customers online and across social networks by staying on top of the ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, thinking Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, all of them. You get the insights as you grow, which I love. I love all those details. It is detailed reporting of conversion rates and profit margins and beyond. It's all that information that business owners need, and the science is really fun. More than a store, Shopify grows with you, so the possibilities really are endless. Go to shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today, so go to shopify.com slash sounds fun right now. Again, that's shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Ainsley. Okay, your podcast, Wild Confidence Podcast. Oh, yeah. Are we talking about dating there? Are we talking about the Holy Spirit there? Tell me about your show because everyone, I promise you what's happening is everyone's going, can she be on Annie's show every day? <laughs> <laughs> so they can get you like that. Tell me about Wild Confidence. Wild Confidence. We talk about everything. We talk about dating. We talk about the Enneagram. Yeah, we talk about everything. But it's really how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Yeah. And I really want to know from the people around me, how do you find your, comp- yes. well, you know, find, keep, and share it? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> because exactly what you're saying, different Enneagram types uh, may connect with the Lord differently, different um, people in different stages of life, different yes. careers, like all these different people. And there's someone that is usually, um, you know, can relate yes. to someone else. And so I always want to help other people find, share, find, keep, and share their wild confidence in Christ. Yeah. Because when you have that, let me tell you, people don't know what to do with you. Listen, the world I, doesn't know what to do with you. They don't know. Yes, that's it. And I'm okay with that. They're confused. They're confused. There are people, yes. They, and you know what? The same was said about Jesus. Yeah, people were so wow. confused. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if I can confuse, confuse you to the Lord, yeah. <laughs> then I'm okay. Listen, if my <laughs> confidence confuses you straight to the feet of Jesus, I'm interested. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's all I, that's all I want to do. Yeah. I had I was on a plane recently. Th- and I probably sound like a lunatic, but that's okay. I was on a plane recently and I thought it was going down. I'm not going to lie. I'm not yeah. afraid of flying. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I, turbulence doesn't bother me. I mean, and sometimes I'm like, "Ooh." Yeah. But it doesn't really bother me. I literally was like, "This is so bad. It, it's we're going down." Wow. And my first thought, which surprised me because look, I'm not like I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm about to say, but I literally thought I have to tell people about Jesus. Wow. Because at the end of my life, are you going to know anything? Are you going to care about anything other than that? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but like, come on. 
Yeah. Anything that's going to change your life yeah. is the Lord. Yes. Especially if it's coming from me. Yes. If you've heard anything today or anything in my life ever that you were kind of like, mm, I don't know. Well, that was probably me. So you can throw that in the trash. <laughs> but if anything resonated with you, yes. that was the Lord. Yes. Because everything good and perfect comes from him. Yeah. Everything bad and lame comes from me. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's I can it. tell you that. That's it. Uh, your book, one of the things about our book twins that I really love is it's very similar to Chase the Fun. I was saying to my orthodontist this morning, we were talking about Chase the Fun. I said, the thing about books like Chase the Fun is it'll help all of us somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't date a boo-boo dude will help all of us somehow. But mm-hmm. also, it is a bridge. Mm-hmm. It, people are going to pick up Don't Date a Boo-Boo Dude and hopefully pick up Chase the Fun who may not believe everything we believe. Right. And we get to bridge them to Jesus because mm-hmm. the covers are beautiful and it's fun and it is easy and it feels like... Yeah, I would like. I want to know how not to date a boo boo dude yeah. for sure. What does that even mean? Right, exactly. And then they pick it up and we bridge them to Jesus, which is like, let's go. Yeah. Oh, I did think about something else too. Okay, what? Something in the book that I think is helpful for anybody yeah. is there's a whole chapter of how to help your friend who might be experiencing this wow. and who might be going through this. Yes, now, I've talked so about much. the conversation, yeah. you know, and walking through them gently with that. But whenever, so I'll never forget the night of the breakup. We were sitting in my room, and I knew it was coming. I had the gut feeling. I just knew. And for some reason, I, like, yelled—not yelled, but I, like, cried. I was like, Lord, what are you teaching me? And I knew in that moment that, that like, something was happening. You said that out loud while out you loud, were breaking up? in front up? of his face. In front of his face. And he was probably like, yeah, this is the right move. <laughs> and uh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> By God's grace, it was the right yes, move. Yes. But what happened was I ran into my roommate's room. I literally collapsed in her arms. Yeah. And I remember just saying, like, he's breaking up with me. He's breaking up with me. He's breaking up with me. I'm the one who had the thought that this man is going to kill me one day. And yet he's the one walking out on me. And I remember having that anger. And A, if you think that, you're allowed to break up with them. So Listen, first of all, there's the your permission slip. The first time you think that someone's going to hurt you, yeah. you are. The, here's your permission slip. Yeah. Man, I've got goosebumps. There's somebody listening who needed you to say that. Yeah. I'm 100%. Like, yes. you don't have to be a martyr yes. for someone else because you feel like they may not love themselves enough. Yes. And you, you don't have to stay you to fulfill fix them. that. Yeah. That's right. You don't. Don't you do you don't fulfill that, yes. unfortunately, yes. even though th- if they say that, they don't know. Yeah. But not only that, so that happened, but my roommate and I, he had created such a division in us that we, our friendship was very much on the fringe, very much. Wow. So we eventually lost touch. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Wow. Two years ago, I think, maybe. And prior to that, I will say she was like my sister. Like, I'm, I'm obsessed with her still, yeah. but I think she is just an angel. She has wings hidden somewhere. Yeah. Two years ago, I called her, and I was like, hey, can I come see you? Yeah. I'm writing this book, and I need your perspective because you were there. And she was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I drove 11 hours. I, like, my tail tucked between my legs, pulled yes, into the driveway and yes. looked at her, and she opened her arms so wide, and oh. I was like, this is the gospel. Yes. And so I ran uh, again, collapsed into her arms. Yes. And I'm like, thank you so much for just being willing to sit at the same table as me after I isolated you. I didn't believe you whenever you told me I was in danger. I just all of the things, yeah. you know. So then um, she and I sat down at the kitchen table and I said, were you aware of the, these situations? Um, and she was, you know, we kind of just conversed on that. A lot of the things she wasn't even aware yes. of. And then I said, what could I have done better? And then we also made a list of what could she have done. Oh, wow. So 
if you have a friend who's in this kind of situation, we have a list in there of things for you to do, things for you to see. And one of the most important is finding an ally in that other person's life. So let's say she would have got in touch with my mom and they would have been my uh, I don't know what ready people, yeah. you know, like yeah. if anything needed to physically intervene, yes. they would be the two that could yeah. go in and do this together. Right. So that's really in the book. I, I, that's really important. Yes. I think uh, for anyone. Yes. So, and for it to be two or more people. Absolutely. Because you don't that's need to what be responsible to be. for your friend's life. Yeah. Yes. It needs to be two or more yes. people and yes. they need, you know, y'all need to be in communication. Yes. And um, I think that is really, really helpful for there's something in the book you know, for everyone in, in different stages and in different parts of this whole equation. But that might be the most important for everyone. Yeah. You know, because you'll be able to identify it in your friends quicker yeah. than your friends can identify it in their own lives. Yeah. Thanks for writing this one. I'm sorry for what you had to live through, but you are saving other people's experiences. Jesus saves their life. Yeah. You're saving their experiences. Ooh. So I like that. That is, it's Thank a you real for gift. Just, helping communicate it and share it with people because I don't take it lightly. I actually keep not trying to read it because I know how much I poured into it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, dang, all my skeletons about to come out. Yeah. But I know that everything I do is for the next girl. Yeah. And if we're going to have scary, honest conversations, it's going to be for their safety. And I just appreciate you linking arms with me. You are the person that I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) WWAD. Don't do that. <laughs> Not in a Jesus way, no, no, but, no, in but like yeah. a, in like a, okay, what would Annie do about this? <laughs> what would oh, Annie do about I, I think of you often. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I laughed when I got the book. I flipped it over. I was like, oh, my endorsement didn't make it on the back. And then I like, oh, it's on the front. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I want, I want, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for what you've done. I believe in the work you're, you've done and what you're going to do. And I'm glad we get to be teammates in this. Thank you so, so much. I'm really grateful. Um, hey, the last question we always ask. Oh, yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. <laughs> I already know that because I listen to your podcast all the time. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, I was driving uh, uh, yesterday because I could have done this podcast at home. And I said, no, yeah, no I need to you. be in the room. I know. I want- we have to get to hang out. That's right. And I was like, "What? What is the most fun? All of these? Okay, so I have a lot of seven in me. Yes, I am a two. You, yes, but you play hard. I have a lot, yes. a lot, a lot of seven. So I was like, "What sounds the most fun? Yes. And I had two answers. Okay. One of them being a nap. Yeah. Uh, because I am a mother of a six and a half month old. Yes. And the other one being a funeral. What does that mean? <laughs> I just thought of it yesterday. <laughs> um, okay, because you know, and I think everybody knows this already, but this is like, but this is the name. Okay. The name is the funeral, and you know funerals. Everybody yes, stands up. Yes, you already know. You already know. People stand up and talk about their great, beautiful memories with you and the times that they have with yes. you. And I'm like, that is amazing. That person can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, what sounds more fun than having? And it's different than a birthday party. Yeah. It's almost like an affirmation party. And lo- affirmation is not my love language. So. I don't know, but I don't know why this happened, but and maybe yeah. it's the quality time aspect of it. Yeah. But have everybody you want in your room and they just speak life over you. And you know, the church that I used to work at, whenever people would leave the church, that's what we did Yeah, is that person would be there and we would just speak life over you. Yeah. And it was so cool. And yeah. I was like, what if we just did that more often or told people what we, how much we love them in more real time? Yes. Man. Yes. Oh, it'd be it so does great. sound really fun. The problem oh, is it's spelled the same. Funeral. Yes, thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> no, I wanted but. to see. We'd have to capitalize fun. Fun. Yeah, exactly. 
funeral. Funeral. And people would be like a funeral, and we'd be like, no, it's a funeral. Yeah, but I think if you if you very good if funeral, you make colon, it a thing, Ainsley's affirmation party. <laughs> and then be like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's a funeral. <laughs> that's not a funeral. That's a funeral. And you could do F U N in like different letters, yeah, yeah, yeah. And colors, yeah, different fonts, colors. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, I'm interested. Um, <laughs> all right, so the book's out, Ainsley. It's out. It's out. I'm terrified. It's going to be the best. You're going to love it. It's going to be everything. It will. There also may be some scary, some sad, some weird. For sure. It'll also be The great. Lord will do what he's going to do with it. Yeah, that's right. And the I'm just going to. God puts books in hands. That is yeah. just. Christine Kane told me that 74 years ago. I love her. And I've just believed her every day since. It is just absolutely true. <laughs> so, friends, grab you a copy. Go grab some copy for the women in your life. Uh, this, is, this is a good one, Mainsley. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? Yeah, I know. She's wise and she's kind and she just tells the truth. And man, the the way she has this whole thing thought out and the way the cover and the title are meant to bring people in who may not want to talk about abuse and relationship from the get-go, man, I just am super impressed. And what a gift, right? What a gift. So grab your copy and a bunch of copies of Don't Date a Boo-Boo Dude. Read this for yourself if you're in this season or with the dating women in your life or in anticipation of the next season of parenting you're going to step into. Be sure to follow Ainsley. Show her some love. Tell her thank you for being on the show today. And don't forget to pop to the link in the show notes to sign up to be a part of the big group of us that are going to go through Chase the Fun all together starting on Monday, August 15th. The secret sauce of these 100-day journeys is finishing, and we finish better when we finish together, y'all. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. I'm Annie F. Downs on Instagram and Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is celebrating my counseling anniversary with my counselor today. I have a little gift to take her. Nine years, y'all. Nine years she's been helping me be the Annie I've always wanted to be, and we are continuing to get better. So thank you to my counselor today. I am really, really grateful. Have a great week, and we will see you back here on Monday, y'all, with Lauren and Tony Dungy. Yes. Coach Dungy, the former coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and his wife, Lauren. I cannot wait for y'all to get to know them. It was such a good conversation, and I fangirled pretty hard. I mean, Coach Dungy, you guys. Okay, we'll see y'all on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.